Hey there, welcome to Takeaway with Sam Okus, a podcast from Nation's Restaurant News. I am Sam Okus, and I'm glad that you can join us for this show where I will be giving you an all-access pass to the restaurant industry's most influential decision makers, from the CEOs of some of the largest restaurant companies in the world to the founders of emerging brands that are really rethinking what a restaurant company can be. This week, I'm talking with Betsy Ham. She is the recently promoted CEO of donut franchise Duck Donuts. It's a brand that survived what many thought would be the demise of the morning day part. It's crossed 100 locations, and it even found a new owner that is set to carry this brand to bigger and better things. Uh, but before I jump into that conversation with Betsy, I wanted to remind you about how you can access even more information and insights on restaurants industry success. For starters, you can subscribe to Nation's Restaurant News' other podcast, Extra Serving, where our editorial team will offer their opinions on the hot-button issues of the day and also share interviews with the leaders of a wide variety of restaurant companies. Um, that includes our most recent episode with Blaze Pizza executive chef Brad Kent, who talked with our own Brett Thorne, and it is an interview that you do not want to miss. Um, of course, you can also visit NRN com for our complete content, including news, insights, research, and so much more. Finally, I want to also remind you about an upcoming in-person event, Create the Future of Food Service. Uh, we're hosting this one-of-a-kind event in Denver from October 4th through 6th. And uh, we are going to put together some of the most interesting and innovative minds in the restaurant space to come and share their perspectives on what a post-pandemic restaurant industry can look like. I highly encourage you to come join us at Create, as I think you will find it really incredible, not only for the educational aspect of it, but especially for the networking and the ability to be together as a food service community. Again, uh, visit informaconnect.com slash create for more information and to register. That is informaconnect.com slash create. I'm excited now to share my interview with Duck Donuts CEO, Betsy Ham, and don't forget to stick around after the interview as I will share my six takeaways from this discussion, actionable insights that you can take with you on the go. All right, Betsy Ham, CEO of Duck Donuts, thank you so much for joining me today. Betsy, we're going to talk about a lot of things. Of course, we have to touch on what the last year and a half has been like, what the last three months have been like since you have been promoted to CEO, um, but we'll also just really get into the future for Duck Donuts and how exciting this all is. I guess where I want to start, though, is um, let's just let's just gauge where is Duck Donuts at in the recovery. Now that we're all, for the most part, restaurants are past the worst of this, and barring any really, really total awful surge from Delta, which we are, you know, of course, not out of pandemic, but barring much worse of a surge, the worst is behind us. So where is Duck Donuts today in the recovery? You know what? We're at a really great point for sure. Um, you know, I think on the heels, of course, of hoping we're at this resurgence of at coming out of COVID, um, but also we're just at this inflection point with Duck Donuts. So we've had a lot of change in the last three months in terms of, you know, my leadership, new ownership, reaching that hundred location milestone, which is huge. You know, only 16% of franchise brands get to that. Um, so we're at this point where the future is looking really bright and, you know, things that probably were put on hold during 2020 because we weren't able to 
maybe do some of our additional initiatives. Um, we're at a good part where we have had a really great year so far. Um, our same store sales are up over 2019. Of course, we're comparing to 19 instead of 20. Um, our franchise development pipeline is looking really good. And a lot of those initiatives and strategies that we had started off, even maybe the end of 2019, um, are coming to fruition, getting checked off the list. So we're at a really exciting point for sure um, and really optimistic about the remainder of 21 and of course headed into 22. So it, it's it's so funny because talking to people to hear optimism again is just so nice. Um, but I know that, you know, for a lot of brands, I mean, really even a year ago, last summer when we really were in the thick of it, there was a lot of optimism even then too. I think a lot of brands, yes, struggled for March, April, 2020. Yeah. Yes, had to have a, a sharp pivot in the operations, but by and large for a lot of brands, particularly in the QSR and fast casual sector, um, you know, performance wise, there was a lot to be excited and optimistic about pretty quickly. I'm curious for the sake of Duck Donuts, what, what was that like for you guys? At what point, I guess, was it last year that you sort of crossed into, okay, we're, we're, we're going to be all right. Right. Yeah. I think at the beginning, everybody was just trying to survive. And then after a few months, you know, we kept saying that we were focused on thriving. We, we got through, you know, to your point, what, March, April, May were really rough, really tough, just trying to figure out how we were navigating this. Um, but I would say probably around this time, actually, last summer, probably that J July, August time point, where we really felt like we were getting our legs back underneath us and, you know, we were able to refocus and try to recalibrate um, and get back to kind of what those original plans were. We started to see stores um, sales increase from where they were, you know, of course, the first three months where there was just that sheer panic um, when nobody was really going out. But it was probably about this time last year where we started to get that confidence back and, and then that optimism of getting through the rest of the year last year. What was key to the success last year? Because Duck Donuts did have a positive year. W what was it about the brand? Because I, look, I, I've said this a lot, but I, there was a point at which I, I think a lot of us were talking about breakfast in the morning day part, probably coming out of this the worst in the worst shape because we all thought, well, the morning commute is gone. So surely, you know, day, morning day part and breakfast brands are not gonna survive. Duck Donuts, you didn't have any problem with that, it seems. So, so what was key to that success? You know, I think a couple of things. I think just the fact of being able to be flexible and make changes as the year was unraveling, um, resilience and, and teamwork, I think were huge. And I think what helped us from the breakfast category standpoint is yes, of course, we do really well for breakfast. And where we were really seeing that hit and that AM day part was, of course, the fact that people weren't going to offices. And we typically see a lot of people being the office hero and picking up donuts on their way to work. Um, so obviously lost that piece of business, which was really hard to recover in the morning at all, just because I don't think people were we're generally out, you know, they're working from home, they're getting things done. Um, but what we were able to see grow was that afternoon, um, late evening um, opportunities for people going out for a sweet treat. So that's the great thing about donuts is it's not just a breakfast, you know, AM day part food. It's something that people do enjoy throughout the day. So that certainly helped us um, really get through last year for sure was having the stronger day parts in addition to just relying on the, that morning traffic that wasn't there, wasn't going to, wasn't going to be there. Was there anything you guys had to do 
to make that change for the customer? I mean, did they did they just organically say, oh, well, I'm not going there in the morning now, but I'll just go there in the afternoon? Or did you guys have to do something to kind of facilitate that? I would say probably a little bit of both. I think we caught on quickly, obviously, that, that people weren't out in the morning. So just shifting that marketing messaging a little bit, or even maybe the timing that our digital advertising was running, um, that you would see those messages. Um, but for the most part, I think it happened organically in the beginning. And then we really did try to capitalize on that from just a messaging standpoint and trying to reinforce um, that opportunity to come come later in the day and be the speed treat. And we also really focused on uh, Sprinkle Happiness was really a campaign that organically started. And, you know, of course, it started with our franchisees who were going out into the community and dropping off donuts, you know, at hospitals or grocery stores or just frontline workers. Um, so we really capitalized on that because being involved in the community is always really important. And we stress that with our franchisees. That's what makes them successful. Um, so capitalizing on that thought process and making sure they were involved in their communities. And then also just that thought process of, you know, dropping off a box of donuts for your friends that maybe you haven't had the opportunity to see. Um, so of course, dropping off the donuts and sprinkling a little bit of happiness that works in, that works in any day park. So we definitely maximize that from a messaging standpoint as well. So now you, you know, we've, again, more or less emerged from this pandemic, certainly business wise, I think it's safe to sure. say things are more or less back to normal. Um, wh what were some of the ways in which you feel like the duck donuts business evolved and grew through that season and whatever everything we went through over the past year and a half? How has it really shaped what duck donuts has become right now in, in late 2021? You know, I think it made us be more focused, we can have a lot of initiatives and a lot of things going on that our team is focused on, but because we were really focused on how do we get the product to our customers that really did help narrow um, what we were working on each day. So, you know, simple things that we probably didn't put the time or effort behind because it wasn't as important, you know, a year and a half ago, curbside pickup, um, doing neighborhood pop-ups or deliveries, food trucks and food trailers have increased in the interest from our franchisees. Um, so, you know, we were really focused on getting our donuts to where the customers were. And then of course, just the user experience from ordering donuts. So luckily for us, from a timing perspective, we have launched, we launched an app the February of COVID. So right before COVID hit, we had launched an app. So the importance of that, as well as just our user experience of ordering donuts online, um, that all obviously increased um, in the need of us focusing on the user experience and just the convenience factor. And, and the good news is I don't think any of that's going away. Uh, so things that were started then, I think will continue to really evolve and focus on as we move forward. Speaking of that, what what are some open doors now maybe that that weren't open to Duck Donuts before? You know, talking about, I mean, you mentioned the app. Like, I I, I think it's so interesting how so many brands that didn't have an app were, were forced into it and then discovered how great that was. And, you know, there's no turning back now for a lot of the innovations that had to come around. Um, real estate, another thing that yes. I think a lot of uh, brands discovered, like, oh, wow, now suddenly we can, you know, change our approach to what our footprint's going to look like. What are some of those open doors for Duck Donuts that came about that, you uh, you know, maybe weren't there a year ago. Yeah, so definitely probably increased focus on communities. Of course, that's always been important. Um, but to your point, just what our real estate looks like. So, you know, traditionally we've been around the 1200 square foot locations, typically in line, um, suburban, maybe a few city locations. So taking a look at where our locations are and of course the footprint. So it's trying to even shrink the footprint. Um, we're looking at drive-throughs and testing some drive-throughs and that wasn't really on, on the radar prior to this, um, to prior to COVID hitting, um, but just trying to keep in mind what the customer expectation expectation is and, and how we can make it as convenient as possible um, for donuts. So we did launch a container shop uh, in California earlier this year. So I think we'll continue to focus on those non-traditional type of locations uh, throughout the country. 
Yeah, that's so interesting. I, you know, I know everybody talks about drive-through. Um, I'm interested wh where things are competitively because you know everybody was talking about drive-through. Everybody wants that A plus off-premises facilitating footprint. Um, and and you know you know you're you're in a category of there's a lot of, of donut and and breakfast and coffee brands out there that are likewise probably pursuing maybe the same strategy. How, how are you maybe approaching this competitively and taking some of those opportunities, but making sure you're asserting duck donuts in the competitive space and making sure customers choose you over your competitors? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And of course, you know, we're known for our donuts. That's what we're known for. That's majority of our sales. And, you know, while we certainly want to grow our beverage business, I, you know, donuts is always going to be the leader um, of the brand for sure. So trying to balance that. And obviously in the coffee space, that's very competitive and we're up against brands that have you know thousands of locations and huge marketing budgets and i think it's a very hard space for us to compete in so i think between looking at that and how even our concept translates to a drive-through since our donuts are made to order they're fresh you know of course it, it takes longer it's not 30 seconds from your order is your donut in a box and then getting delivered to the window so i think those are all things that we have to take into consideration as we do look at drive-throughs and these non-traditional locations is you know we don't want to walk away from what has made us so successful, but how do we get to where we need to be in terms of being in front of the consumer and making it convenient for them? So it's going to be an interesting balance that I'll admit we don't have completely um, figured out, but I think it's a really great opportunity for us to do things a little differently. And uh, we actually launched milkshakes this summer from a national standpoint, which have done really well. And I think it's awesome to have a strong number two. Um, so we'll see how that definitely evolves through the next you know couple months last year. Um, because I think it's something that we've seen really great success. They're, they're an awesome product um, and it just gives another reason to come to Duck Donuts. Hopefully we'll drive frequency um, and of course increase average check as well. Well, donuts and milkshakes, check and check for my kids' two favorite right? things in the world. So, and and to that end, I, I've probably told you this before, but my my daughter who is almost five, like duck donuts is one of her favorite places in the world. Not not only because of those ducks that she always begs to buy right. every time we're there, yeah, um, but also because of the show. I mean, you know, watching yes. the donuts get made. Um, how are you going to translate that? I mean, well, for starters, I guess I should say, how did you try to trans translate that experience in an era when there was a period of time? when people weren't coming inside, right. but also talking about some of these changes to the, the footprint, the model, the real estate, how do you maintain the experience of Duck Donuts in that evolution? Yeah, and I think it'll be situational. I think there's probably going to be locations. You know, we've looked at drive-throughs that are only drive-through locations that you wouldn't be able to walk in. Um, we've talked about the opportunity to basically have a cutout at the drive-through where you would still be able to see your donuts being made or someone's donuts being made as you were waiting in line. So um, that's that's going to be the interesting part. And I think based off of the location of where they are is really going to drive that. You know, we've had locations um, in uh, at State College at Penn State. You know, in an arena where it's a different. Experience. People are trying to get in, get out. They want to get back to the game. Um, we're looking at airports, same thing. So some people have a lot of time when they're at the airports. Other people, you know, are rushing to their flight. So I think we'll have to sort of shift that model and that approach based on the real estate and the location and the expectations. If it's somewhere where people don't have the time, they just want the donuts, they just want the milkshake um, or the coffee, you know, I think it'll make sense. But I think those inline locations, it'll be really crucial to maintain um, that, that brand standard and that differentiator of what's got us um, to where we are today. 
So you have milkshakes added to the uh, the repertoire here. You've got a, a, a new understanding of real estate and what you can do with Duck Donuts. What what does this say about the future? And you know, you mentioned working with your franchisees too, and really um, getting the excitement and momentum going in in your franchise base. How how has how has the growth strategy I guess evolved? And we'll get into by the way. We'll talk here a little bit about all the big changes too with the acquisition and your promotion. But um, even just even aside from those two things, how do you think Duck Donuts is has maybe changed its approach to expansion because of the pandemic? Has it accelerated it at all? Where do you stand on on where you see the future going for Duck Donuts? Yeah, so definitely has accelerated. And I think I mentioned it was sort of that combination of just changes that have happened to the brand and of course changes that have have occurred in the world recently. Um, but you know, it's really time to put. The the, the pedal down and to really accelerate growth. So, you know, we should open about 28 locations this year. Uh, we're looking to open 40 next year, 45, 50. So, you know, the, the intention is to be growing quickly. And, you know, we have a lot of markets that we can backfill. We have new markets that we haven't even really tapped into. And then also, you know, when we talk about growth, I think sometimes people get so infatuated with hitting the numbers. Oh, we want to hit 150, we want to hit 200 locations. But, you know, it's really important that we also stay focused on our current locations and making sure that they're successful and increasing their profitability, increasing their AUVs. Um, so that really is part of our growth strategy is trying to make sure we're giving all of the tools and all the resources to our existing franchisees to help them grow. Because of course, at the end of the day, that only helps everything in the cycle of helping us to sell more locations and, and having current franchisees wanting to open up additional locations as well. Um, so it all makes this nice little circle when it all works together. Um, so being really focused on not just growth from you know adding additional locations each year, but each location that we have making it even better and stronger and more profitable than it is today. Another theory I had last year was around franchising. And I had just this idea that, you know, similar to the Great Recession, franchising really ramped up because of how it affected people in their in their work and mm -hmm. there were people who were either losing jobs or or there were was a lot of career changes going on um but then also i think franchises offer a sense of protection yeah. you, you have that partner in the franchisor to support you through crisis and something like the recession and then the pandemic really kind of shine a spotlight on that so did that was your franchising were your franchising efforts affected by the pandemic did you find more interest the change in the candidates how 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 did that all change yeah so of course last year is sort of Got a little quiet there in the middle, you know, where I think everybody felt very unstable of what was happening and what was going on next. Um, but then really like quote like quarter four, I would say, is where we started to see that ramp up and, and that interest again. And, and you're right, I, being part of a franchise group takes away a lot of that risk factor of you know opening your own business, opening your own donut shop or whatever it is. Um, so now moving into 2021, we have seen more interest than ever before and from some really great qualified candidates. So um, that's been really awesome to have that ability. And I think it's, you know, to the point of some of the things that you mentioned, it's maybe some people had more time to kind of sit back and reflect on, you know, where were they were going in their career, or maybe their career did change. Um, but this was an opportunity for them to start something new and, and with less risk for sure, because you have a system um, that is there to support you. So I would say from that perspective, that has has been a good thing for us moving forward and just the interest in the brand has been really strong and, and that's awesome for us for sure. 
All right, let's get to some of the big news of this year for yourself and <laughs> you your brand. Promotion. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> that's Congrats. right. Yeah. Yes, and that's and now we shift the conversation to me. So anyway, <laughs> um, Betsy, you got this great promotion to CEO. You were previously the COO of Duck Donuts. Um, and so now you get this promotion, and that came on the heels of an acquisition. So yeah. you bring in uh, Duck Donuts gets acquired. You bring in this equity partner that I'm sure opens a lot of doors too. Um, I guess first off, tell me about the process of that acquisition, why the t why it was time for that, and tell me about your promotion and, and how this has all gone for you and, and how you feel like you have been prepared for this position. Yeah, so it's been a whirlwind when I think back over the last two years and and Russ Agilio, who's the former CEO and of course the founder of Duck Donuts, it was it was right before COVID last year. You know, he said, I think it's time. I think I've taken this brand as far as I can go. I think we need to bring in, um, you know, some a private equity group, you know, capital resources, all that stuff. So, you know, really started the process um, pre-COVID. And then of course, when COVID hit, I thought, oh, this is, we're going to take a time out. This probably isn't the best time. Um, but took a took a pause, of course, but then kind of continued the whole process at the end of last year. Um, so went through quite the process of trying to make sure we found the right partner, you know, there and there's a lot of different groups out there. There's a lot of amazing groups, but really, really wanted the group that was going to be a good fit for us, for our culture, and who was able to bring those resources from, you know, capital, of course, but also just an expertise and people who've been there and done that. So um, we were really excited to end up with New Spring and that happened in April. And then that was when Russ, you know, part of his sort of plan was then to take a step back. So um, he's still involved, he's still on the board, you know, he has has ownership in the company, of course. Um, so it was a great transition because really over the last year, you know, he knew this was happening. So he was really good about um, putting me out in the forefront more, you know, of course, during COVID talk about that being sort of like getting, <laughs> getting, getting the lay of the land really quickly. Um, so the timing was really interesting, but, you know, I felt ready. I felt prepared for it. Um, and the fact that he is still there from a support, from a mentor standpoint, um, of course is really awesome. So yeah, it's been, it's been a whirlwind. It's been almost four months and it's kind of funny because of course I wasn't new to the company. I'll, I'll be with Duck Donuts for five years here next month, which is crazy. Um, but just looking at the evolution of the company over the last five years, when I started five years ago, we had 22 locations. I think I was the 12th employee that was hired and one of the few outside of, you know, family and friends network. Um, so it's crazy when you think back through the last five years and, and how quickly we have grown and evolved. Um, and now I, we're at this point where it's like, okay, we have a lot of the foundation built. We're doing a lot of things really well. Of course, there's a lot of areas of opportunity as we continue to grow, um, but it's really taking everything to that next level. So I can't think of a better time to have um, had this opportunity to really be able to grow the company and the brand and, and see where we can take it from 100 locations. I, I know New Spring, uh, the leadership there has restaurant experience and there must be a lot for you to tap into there as yes. for, for resources. Tell me about how you're going to work with them on taking this even further. Yeah, absolutely. So they've been great resources just from having that industry experience and of course connection. So being able to have those conversations of, hey, we're, we're trying to figure out who we should work for for this or how do we solve that? Um, it's been a really great opportunity to, to maximize that. And I think we're just really getting started. You know, they're kind of getting their arms around with their business and, and how we operate, um, but they've been a great support system. Um, we're able to keep everything intact in here and you know, it hasn't really impacted our culture or the franchisees from a day-to-day -day perspective, which I think is great. It, it hasn't 
and been disruptive to the team, I would say, or, or to the franchisees, because I that would that was really important part for us for sure. So um, just being able to be even stronger and have their backing has been has been great. And like I said, I think we're just really scratching the surface and getting started of, of really capitalizing on that relationship. All right. So you're CEO now. I'm curious, how would you describe yourself as a leader? But really, how would you describe how your leadership has changed in the last year and a half? Because this has been a really a pretty important moment for leadership, right? You know, yes. you really learn a lot about yourself as a leader. And so you making this big transition in the season such as this, how do you feel it has affected your leadership style? So from a leadership standpoint, I think especially during the last year, some characteristics that I think I have just as a, as a person and as a leader um, were really important. And I think that's things about optimism and energy and teamwork and empathy. I mean, those were, I think, carrying um, every a lot of people in, in 2020 for sure. And, and they were more important than ever. And, and I think those are things that I have tend to lean towards or do anyway. Um, but just the importance of that was even more in the last year. And I think just from a leadership standpoint and me in this role, you know, I want to be engaged with everything that's going on. And that's not from a micromanaging standpoint, it's from an understanding. And when I started in this role a few months ago, even though I wasn't new to the company, I really focused on listening. So, you know, listening to our, our corporate team here, you know, what's working, what's not, what are obstacles to growth? Like, how can we be better? Um, and, and talking to our franchisees, you know, we did a franchisee satisfaction survey, meeting with the franchisees. I finally have been back on the road the last month or so getting to meet with franchisees in person. And, and, you know, I do that because I think it just helps me to understand, you know, what we are doing well and what we aren't doing well and how we can, how we can grow. So um, understanding that, I think you have to be engaged in order to, to do that and to move forward. So I think that's, has been my approach. And I think it's been even um, highlighted or escalated, I would say at this point, I, I think it's, what's going to really help us to, to grow and, and the focus on teamwork too, for sure is, is really important. All right. So last question for you, Betsy, is, um, you know, I again, I sense optimism here and it's it's just so refreshing for for that optimism. And I, I sense it more and more from restaurant leaders, even again, despite the fact that we're really not out of this thing yet. But there is optimism there. What is that thing that you are most excited about for Duck Donuts future? The thing that I'm most excited about, I would say, is the opportunity for growth. So I think we have just really scratched the surface on growing across, of course, the country, across the world. We have a lot of international growth that's coming up. Um, and again, it's it's not just about opening additional locations, but it's about our current locations and making them more successful and stronger. And, you know, I want Duck Donuts to be a household name. I want that to be top of mind from a customer standpoint. And I think as we continue to grow, we'll have that opportunity to really build that. And the great thing is every time you tell someone that you work at Duck Donuts, if they're familiar, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, I love Duck Donuts. I love the donuts, the customer service. And, and that's so exciting and that's awesome. And I just think we have an ability to continue to capitalize on that and grow because everybody deserves to have a Duck Donut in their, in their backyard. That's right. Yeah. Hey, I agree with that for sure, especially <laughs> with a five-year-old who is a, a huge fan. So Betsy, look, thank you so much for this time. I appreciate it. And good luck to you guys as you grow the business in the months and years ahead. Thank you so much. That was my interview with Betsy Ham, the CEO of Duck Donuts. So what should you learn from this interview? Here are my six takeaways. First, flexibility is key to surviving crises. This is something we've all learned in the past year and a half. Expect the unexpected. 
probably more so than ever before, most of us have learned during the pandemic that our circumstances can be out of our control and we've got to just roll with the punches. If you look at Duck Donuts, this is a brand that had built an exciting brand primarily around the morning day part, a day part that was hit particularly hard at the beginning of the pandemic as millions of Americans stopped their morning commute. But the brand did not roll over and hope that the pandemic would pass. It innovated its way back to positive sales. That leads to my second takeaway. Look for opportunity outside your core competency. Duck Donuts is built around a, a menu of, yes, donuts, and it enjoyed significant sales from those office heroes who would bring in a dozen or two for their coworkers pre-pandemic. But as Betsy discussed in this conversation, the brand in the pandemic shifted its marketing to support Duck Donuts as an all-day destination for a sweet treat, which they then reinforced by launching milkshakes. And that helped them build a strong business in the afternoon and evening day parts. My third takeaway is maybe something you can relate to. The pandemic proved that you have another gear. The way I've talked about it with a lot of food service leaders is that they have developed some new muscle in the pandemic by being forced into innovation. For Duck Donuts, Betsy says the brand really learned to focus on how it got donuts into the hands of customers, and that led to it thinking long and hard about new platforms like curbside pickup and food trucks and how those could be successfully leveraged for the brand. My fourth takeaway is this adjust the experience to fit the real estate. If you haven't been to a Duck Donuts, it has this unique experience where you can watch the donuts being made right in front of you. I mentioned this in the interview, but my kids love this, which of course is the point. There's this little step where kids can stand and they can watch as the donuts, uh, the batter gets fried and it moves along a conveyor belt to a team member who decorates the donut and drops it into a box for service. And with Duck Donuts thinking more about off-premises business and non-traditional growth, Betsy shared here that they are trying to think more creatively about how that experience can translate to real estate and new real estate opportunities in particular, while still protecting that competitive advantage. Uh, I, I particularly liked how she talked about this idea of maybe in the drive-through still being able to see that made-to-order process as the brand looks at drive-through as a potential opportunity in the future. Here's my fifth takeaway. Don't get too caught up in growth mode. For emerging franchise brands in particular, it is tempting to get stars in your eyes and to think about all the potential locations you're going to have two years from now, five years from now, a decade from now. But while expansion is exciting, it's just as important to support your existing franchisees and help them to grow. I love how Betsy put it, that you can create this growth cycle that leads to new franchisees coming into the fold if you take care of those already in the system and validate the brand through their success. My final takeaway is that your attitude in how you lead goes a long way. Betsy has been with Duck Donuts for over five years, but she was just named CEO back in May of 2021. Even in that short time, she seems to have really understood that her optimism, energy, teamwork, and empathy can really give the entire system a lift, particularly now that it's just brought on new spring capital to support this next phase of growth. She also noted in this conversation how she's really engaging with franchisees and listening to them in order to understand how the corporate team can support growth going forward. 
Those are all of my takeaways for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to subscribe to Takeaway wherever you listen to podcasts and leave your feedback too. You can also email me at sam.okis at informa.com. Thanks again and talk to you next week.